Now that Devin Booker is out for the Phoenix Suns, what should the New Orleans Pelicans expect in tonight's Game 3, and how do they win this game? It's a game day edition of Locked on Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked on Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all on this Friday, a game day edition of Locked On Pelicans, game three in the Smoothie King Center. See that smile on my face? I'm excited. I hope you're excited. It's going to be so much fun in there. It's going to be lit. It's going to be loud. Pels 12 is really going to try and make the Phoenix Suns get a little bit rattled in this one. And New Orleans might have the advantage in this series, as we talked about yesterday with Devin Booker officially out for games three and four and maybe beyond. So we're going to break down what the Suns are going to do and how the Pelicans can counter that a little bit in today's show. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week for y'all. No paywall or anything like that. Just Pelicans Talk Monday through Friday. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment. And seriously, thank you all for making Lockdown Pelicans part of your day. Hopefully your first listen. Show's gone just crazy in terms of numbers, showing you that this is a basketball city. So whether you are are tuning in for the first time or you've been with me for the past six years as I've been doing the show or anywhere in between I appreciate you making this show part of your day so let's dive into it right big advantage for the New Orleans Pelicans going into game three against the Phoenix Suns no Devin Booker that hamstring injury and those can be tricky and as I said in yesterday's show this seemed like it was a longer injury than they were leading it on to be he was ruled out for games three and four meaning he probably wasn't going to travel with the team and now they're saying one to two weeks it's kind of yikes for the Phoenix Suns, but they are a good team, right? They were 8-6 and six this season without Devin Booker. You know Monty Williams is going to have these guys ready to go, and he's going to throw some new wrinkles in if that is the case. But when you look at that 8-6 and six record, it's a little bit misleading. Some of the wins they had, two wins over Portland, they had a win over Orlando and a win over Detroit. Not good teams, right? That's half of the wins they had without Devin Booker. And some of the losses were to good teams. They lost to the Warriors, they lost to the Clippers twice, and they lost to the Bucks without Devin Booker. So it shows you they're a little bit more vulnerable. This is something that definitely hurts them because this is a big part of their offense. This is their best player. This is the MVP candidate on their roster. He had 31 points in the first half before leaving injured. They're going to need to have guys kind of step up and replace some of that. And that's really going to fall to three main guys. It's going to fall to DeAndre Ayton, Cam Johnson, and Mikel Bridges. And all of them have played well without Booker this year. They've, they've actually done a very good job without Devin Booker in the lineup. Ayton's at basically a 62 true shooting percentage. Bridges is at 59 true shooting percentage. And Johnson's at 59 uh, true shooting percentage without Devin Booker this season. They are capable of stepping up in his absence. But there's one thing that's missing without Devin Booker. And those guys taking more shots and getting more offense. It's a lack of shot creation, right? You saw Book just getting what he wanted in the first half against New Orleans. Unassisted. No one else really has that ability on this team to do it to that 
degree. And so what that means is this is probably going to be a lot of pick and roll heavy offense with Chris Paul. They're going to run that high pick and roll like they've done all season long. And they're good at this with him and DeAndre Ayton and get Ayton rolling down to the basket. That is something that the Pelicans are going to know and you're going to need to really game plan around. And also look for Bridges to act as a bit of a secondary ball handler. He did a lot of pick and roll work. Not, not a lot. He did some pick and roll work with Aiton and some of their other bigs throughout the year, kind of making him a secondary creator. So he's going to have more on his plate offensively. That, in a sense, is good for New Orleans because that means he's going to have to work offensively, particularly if he's running pick and roll, going through bodies, things like that. Does that impact him on the defensive side of the ball? Does that mean that maybe... He's not going to have the same kind of energy there to go after a guy like C.J. McCollum or Brandon Ingram. And he shut C.J. down in that first game of the series, pretty much. So losing Devin Booker has impacts not just on them offensively and making it kind of obvious what they're going to do, right? Pick and roll heavy. They're going to see a lot of that in this game because they just need to generate some offense. And they can do it. It's Chris Paul, the point god for a reason. He can run the pick and roll a lot. But when you have Herb Jones, who can switch on pick and rolls really well or fight through screens, and then Jackson Hayes, who was great on switches on Chris Paul and Devin Booker in game two, you know, maybe New Orleans isn't going to get cooked there like a lot of people really think could happen. They handled that really well. It actually led to a lot of transition opportunities for New Orleans in game two. And that's great. If they can get out and run, get those easy buckets in transition and semi-transition, world of difference. They had two transition points in game one. There were a lot of semi-transition opportunities that don't show up in that number. They had 26, 28, something like that in game two. Night and day. Offense is the problem. You can simplify that, get easy buckets in transition. You can win this game too. And so that starts, though, with the defensive side of the ball and knowing that they're going to run a lot of pick and rolls. But there's going to be more eight and two, and we'll talk about that in the third quarter. But there is an area of this Phoenix Suns offense that's going to probably change a little bit, particularly with the, inf the injection of a lot more pick and roll, that I am worried about. And New Orleans might have a disadvantage about this. And I'll let you know what that area is coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Truebill. Do you know why free trials were new without your consent? It's a business scam that's out to get you. So don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions today. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. And on average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Truebill has saved over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Like Matthew B., who says, in a matter of seconds, I've saved $660 for the year on my DirecTV bill, saved $120 for the year on my SiriusXM bill, and saved $840 a year on my car insurance. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockdownNBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is also brought to you by Built Bar. I keep telling you, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there. I saw a couple of our listeners just tweeted me photos. I saw someone had the mint brownie, asked how they were, and they said they were awesome. I'm telling you, these things are delicious. So if you eat a protein bar, you may as well eat the best tasting one. And that's what Built Bar is. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. So you're going to look forward to eating these. 
I love the mint brownie flavor. I love the coconut brownie chunk if that one's available. It's a special flavor. And they always have limited time flavors, different ones out there. Um, I've gotten the, the churro puff bars, and the puff bars are protein-infused marshmallow, also covered in 100% real chocolate. And these things are good for you. They taste just like a candy bar, so replace your candy bars with Built Bars. Go to Built.com, scroll down to the macros chart, you're going to be blown away. 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar or any other snacky thing, it's going to win every single time. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. And thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every day, five days a week, no paywall, anything like that, just Pelicans talk. Now, for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Get both sides of the story, the context you need that you don't get from a box score. Like, what happened? What happened to Minnesota in a complete choke job? One, one of the biggest we've ever seen in the NBA against the Memphis Grizzlies. Locked On Now, it's free and available wherever you get your podcast. All right, we're talking about game three and what it could look like for New Orleans, the Phoenix Suns, without Devin Booker. How are they going to look differently, right? Going to be a lot of pick and roll heavy with Chris Paul trying to create some open looks. And we know he's capable of doing that. But there is a stat that worries me here. And it comes from game two, and it was the Pelicans' three-point shooting. They're going to have to work hard in this because I don't think the offense is going to be this easy. They shot 57% from three and had 17 made threes in game two. Both of those... Both of those numbers are season highs for New Orleans, who ranked 27th in three-point percentage. They're not a good three-point shooting team. 57% from three and 17 makes. It's an incredible number. Is that sustainable, or is that a complete outlier? Is that a complete outlier? Is this something they're going to even come close to doing again? Maybe they shot 40% in game one, so they, they're shooting well in these big moments, and role players play better at home with the crowd behind them. I think that could really matter in this one. But I wonder if Phoenix is going to start shooting more threes. And Phoenix, by comparison, was ninth in the regular season in three-point percentage. But they didn't take nearly that many attempts. They were 26th there. But they're a good three-point shooting team when they take them. Well, you're going to probably see Landry Shamit start this game. He started all 14 games that Devin Booker missed in the regular season when they went 8-6. and six. And he shot 37% from three on decent volume. Other guys that are going to have increased roles in this one, right? Campaign and Cam Johnson. Campaign's not an amazing three-point shooter at 34%, but I actually think his role is going to largely stay the same in this one. But Cam Johnson is 42.5% from three in the regular season. That's a number that concerns me. And then maybe, although I don't know if he's going to see a ton of minutes, maybe Aaron Holiday gets thrown into the rotation for them. And if he gets minutes, he's kind of a shooter, 44% on very low attempts in the regular season. I've said I don't want New Orleans to really be in a three-point shootout. And if they're running pick and roll after pick and roll and the Pelicans are trying to take DeAndre Ayton away, as they should, and we'll talk about that more in the third segment, does that mean you're going to see kickout passes to open three-point shooters? New Orleans has struggled with that at times this year. They've gotten better as the season has gone on. But some of this was also their defense improving because teams were just bricking shots that they normally make against the Pelicans. So I am worried that if Phoenix just goes, okay, we're going to try and outshoot you and let the math be in our favor. Yeah, that's something that could hurt New Orleans, I think, in this game. I don't know if they're going to shoot 57% again. 
you know, Jose Alvarado made all of his twos in that one. Um, you've seen some other guys really hit threes. Larry Nance Jr. as well. Trey Murphy is hitting his threes. I trust some of that. I don't know if I trust it to almost 60% in a game. Can they drop down to 38% and still win? It depends on if Phoenix is hitting their shots. They need to make up those shots from Devin Booker somewhere. They need to make up his offense somewhere. And the three-point line could be a big place that they do it. And they're good at it. Ninth in the regular season. So, do you try and collapse on DeAndre Ayton and take him away? Or do you want to try and defend the three-point line to a certain degree? Or, or try and do both would be good. And you've, you've actually seen in Game 2, Valanciunas really match the physicality with DeAndre Ayton much better. But he's not great in defending pick-and-roll situations. You know, you could have Herb switch onto him and try and handle that, but that's still a big body to try and take away, even though Herb Jones has done that. Trey Murphy's done times on centers as well. But Jackson Hayes could get exposed in the pick and roll. He's just not nearly as physical as DeAndre Ayton is. This is a tough area for the Pelicans. But if they can solve this, if Willie Green has these guys ready to go and the pick and roll coverage is great, primarily by defending Chris Paul more than anything else, I'd say, maybe it limits some of this. And maybe you can handle some of that size down low and not give up too many threes. Because if they get into a three-point shootout, no, I don't trust the Pelicans to be able to win that game. But as I said... Role players step up at home. They're a little bit more well-rested. They've gonna at this point going to have had sleep in their own beds. That's a really nice thing. So we'll see. But this is probably where the game could be won or lost. But there is another big matchup in this one, and that is the interior battle. DeAndre Ayton, Jonas Valanciunas, Larry Nance, Jackson Hayes. Let's talk about that one coming up here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that gives you the features of $200 sunglasses for a fraction of the price. That means polarized lenses, well-constructed, durable frames, and premium high-end finishes. Also, something you won't find anywhere else is the Shady Rays Insane Protection Program. Shady Rays includes lost and broken protection on every single pair. They will send you a brand new pair if you lose them, no matter what happened, maybe you were celebrating the Pelicans game two win. Maybe you're going to celebrate a game three win, hopefully, and throw them in the wall or throw them up in the, you know, in the Smoothie King Center because you're celebrating. Now they're lost. Shady Rays is going to replace them. So give them a try. And if you don't love them, you're going to pay nothing. It's as simple as that. Plus, 10 meals are donated to fight hunger in America when you shop with Shady Rays. And exclusively for Locked On listeners, head to ShadyRays.com and use our promo code Locked On to get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That is code Locked On for their best deal of the season. 50% off two or more pairs of Shady Rays sunglasses backed by over 150,000 verified five-star reviews. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, Monday through Friday. Tell a friend about the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube and leave a five-star review with a comment. And thank you. Seriously, like, thank you very much for being here. I really mean that. It has been so much fun covering this team. The passion and the energy from the fan base has been so much fun, too. So whether you just tuned in now, come on board. We love to have you here, and we're talking Pelicans Monday through Friday. If you've been with me throughout the 1-13 the start, the 3-16 start, or any of the past six seasons that I've been doing this, I appreciate you for sticking around some not-great Pelicans basketball, too. But this is fun, and we're all enjoying ourselves. Now, for your next listen, go check out Locked on Saints. Yes, there is a Locked on Saints podcast. It is also Monday through Friday, and host Ross Jackson is 
awesome, a rising star when it comes to Saints coverage. I really, really think that. He's got everything covered for black and gold, so make sure Locked on Saints is your second listen. So we're talking about Game 3 tonight in the Smoothie King Center, a red out. I will be there. I'm excited. Say hi if you see me. Um, Hopefully we'll be celebrating. So there's a big battle in this one, too. And I think it's going to be with DeAndre Ayton. Of all the people we've mentioned, right? Yeah, you're going to have Landry Shamit shooting threes. You're going to have Cam Payne and Cam Johnson trying to step up their scoring a little bit, too. But it's really going to be on DeAndre Ayton. Like, this is their guy, right? Like, this is the second best player right now on the court for them. They need to get more out of him. He was dominant, I thought, in game one. And then Valanciunas stepped up in a big way against him. And played him and it was ready for his physicality much better. And it allowed New Orleans to still get the rebounding advantage. But they're going to go to Aiton, I think, early on in this one and really try and establish an interior presence. So you need to try and, again, harass Chris Paul in the pick and roll, whether that's with switches, whether that's fighting through screens with Herb Jones. And it allows you, with no Devin Booker, to really put Herb Jones on him the whole game. And I think that's going to be a really important thing. Don't go under on him. Just just freaking attack him and get the ball out of his hands and let anyone else beat you. So they're going to try and go to him. I also wouldn't be shocked if they try and do some post-ups with him. He's a very good back-to-the-basket post-up guy. It's just not the Phoenix Suns offense, not something they do a ton. But if you need to generate some half-court offense without Devin Booker, probably could do worse things than that. So I wouldn't be shocked if you see some post-ups from him. That's where Valanciunas is going to come in handy to be able to kind of play him physically. And then offensively, you can really put him in awful situations. You saw them do it in game two. They really tried to pull him out of the paint. He had four blocks in game one, and they didn't want that to happen again. And this is where a guy like Larry Nance Jr. comes in and small ball to pull him out of the paint and open up those lanes for Brandon Ingram, for CJ McCollum. Look in game two how much more space they had, right? You saw it with Brandon Ingram exploding for 37 points. They had so much more space to work with because you didn't have this rim protector patrolling down low because he was trying to deal with Larry Nance out there on the perimeter. Even Valanciunas was out on the perimeter a lot. And I expect to see the same thing. Here's what I'm wondering if Phoenix is going to do. Are they just going to let those guys shoot? I don't know if I want Valanciunas ripping a ton of threes this game. Same for Jackson Hayes. But I feel okay if it was Larry Nance Jr. Maybe not a ton of threes. But you also can see him dribble drive a little bit and then get into a mid-range position, pull up and shoot. And he's been decent at that. So I think this is going to be a pretty heavy Larry Nance Jr. game just because he can make life uncomfortable on defense, offense for the Pelicans, for DeAndre Ayton, who's figuring to take a very key role. They didn't like that he was out there on the perimeter defending these guys, letting Brandon Ingram get to the basket, letting CJ try and drive a little bit, and some of these other guys too. So they're going to have him sag off. You've got to make them pay if that's the case. That's three-point shooting. Something I'm worried about, just given the the 27th percentile or 27th ranking when it comes to three-point percentage. So there's a concern about that. But if they hit some threes, if Larry Nance Jr. hits two threes, if he's taking threes to keep that defense honest, it's going to open things up. I expect to see him in the game early to really try and space the court for the Pelicans and put DeAndre Ayton in uncomfortable situations. But no matter what, this is a series now. No one's predicting the Pelicans to get swept or lose in five anymore with the loss of Devin Booker. So New Orleans does need to capitalize, and they're going to have the crowds at their backs in this one red out in the smoothie king center it is going to be so much fun i can't wait hope to see you at the game tonight 
It's going to be awesome. And on Sunday, too. So there will be a show tomorrow. We're going to have a Saturday show talking about what we saw, what happened in Game 3. No show on Sunday, but we'll have another show on Monday for y'all, probably. Well, obviously. Um, and maybe we'll have a show on Sunday, depending on what happens, too. So that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans. Not this week, because we're going to be back tomorrow talking about Game 3. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And we'll be back with y'all tomorrow.